0: Oh there, there the <laughs> there oh, there you go, Daddy. In the big fish. Oh, yeah, I already know. <laughs> oh, boy, on good to what's see up, hey, hey, Just do what you, dog.
1: What's up, sir? Yes, sir. I'm cool.
0: Yes, sir. Taking light, man. Little yes, yes, man, yes, man. what's cool. happening? What's up, what's boss up? man? How you doing? Yes, sir. I was good. Yes, you you might win. No hit. Yes, sir. Do your thing, dude.
1: Hey, little man. It's some soul. Little man, be in the streets tonight in Dallas. No, Daddy, go home. Daddy, go home. I'm good. I, will be around. Hey, pops, you got a fight coming up. You can't be in these streets. Yeah. First off, shout out, happy dad. We appreciate y'all. What's the, uh, what the tour been like, man? Like, what was the press what tour was, like? No, it
2: was ruling, though, because dad is all over in California. Mm-hmm. And then after the after the press conference in California, we had to go to New York. We got there, like, 1 in the morning. And then me, I'm going to run as soon as I get there. So I got there, I ran, went to bed, like, 2 or 3. They were trying to get me up for the breakfast club. Right. <laughs> and like, 7 in the morning, I was like, nah. I put my phone Do not Yo, the you ran in the, you ran, you ran through the city? Oh no! no. Oh. Nah, I ain't run to the city. Nah, it's- <laughs> oh, see, it's
3: messed up. Cause when you say you ran, my mind went. To, you, I hit like already, I hit the street. No, you know, you know It's, right. Right. Like, it's right. funny, oh, and then shit. it clicked what you were talking about. You were like, I was <laughs> <I'm> like <"Ow."> an <laughs> hour. Hey, you can't hit nothing in an hour. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: true. No, but he he's like that though. Even when he plays, he's like the biggest game of his life. He gonna run the streets.
2: Yeah, it was crazy. It's funny when you say that. Man, I, I used to do that, you know. To something happen, I just stopped. Uh, can't do the same stuff over and over. Your body don't cope the same. Yeah, no, that's real talk. <laughs> I, I'll be tired like two, three days <laughs> in the bed. In the bed, about two, three days. So I can't. I can't go out like I
3: used to. Do you see like the building one belt, two belts, three belts? Like do you see it? Does it get? Does it get bigger? Yeah, every time that you.
2: Oh yeah, for sure. I think. Like, the press conference really gets you more pumped up because, you know, you're seeing each other face-to-face. Mm-hmm. His train is talking, my train is talking, so he's saying a little stuff to get me kind of ticked off, so I start saying a little stuff, getting him ticked off, so it really gets you pumped up, especially you eyeing each other face-to-face. The little face-off, we staring at each other to get you ready to go. Wow. We watched, you know, the build-up to it. Yeah. it.
3: It's so much tension right now, and it's like... Yeah. You always say, you'll be like, I, I respect him, but he can't really box with me. I respect him, but he ain't fought nobody. Like, you be like, but, but you can't say you respect him, nigga. Say <laughs> nah,
2: nah, <laughs> nah. You know, I respect him for sure. Like, I respect what he done done and I respect his his talents, but he he hasn't proved. I feel like he hasn't really fought anybody. And I just feel like me versus him, I'm just, it don't matter who it is, you know, I'm just gonna run him over. Hold
1: up. Let me. They can send me cap in it. I thought they hair to witness it. You're my people feeling billeted where I finna get me up, want on the mission get me up, uh, knowing me, I got the key. On the digin I can trust, trust limitless they can stomach me cap in it. I thought they here to witness it. Get my people feeling billeted where i finna get me up. On the mission, get me up. Knowing me, I got the key. This is not Arrow Spence the second in your name. This is Arrow Spence's second time on the pivot. You know what I mean? And just to be, uh, have you here again, man, is a testament to how you continue to build, but also, man, to, to who you are and the way you grind. Uh, the last question I asked you, I said, I was like, bud, we going to see it? And you said, you was like, every belt I have, I've taken it from somebody. I'm about to go get number three. You's that You dang to act like you didn't have to fight, uh, you guys. <laughs> uh, that Saturday you said I'm gonna get number three and I'm not leaving until I get number four and throughout the press tour You said I'm a man of my word Now that you have done everything to make the fight right 28 no 39 and no 30 knockouts 22 knockouts Who's the a side? Who's the who is the guy? Coming into this fight?
2: I'm the guy for sure. I'm the, I'm the A side. You got to be A side. And that's why we was going, that's why the business side was kind of, because with him, he just didn't want to believe that, you know, I was the A side. Like, I'm the big guy. When we talk about ticket sales, talk about putting butts in the seats, all that, like, I'm him. You know what I'm saying? And he didn't want to believe it. He was like, well, I did this. I won these belts. I did this. That's cool. We try to take that to the bank. Mm-hmm. That was somebody's telling us, cool. All them accolades cool, but take that to the bank and see what you get for it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, yeah. like when we talk about putting busts in the seats, I can do that. When we talk about people viewing, I can do that. So, you know, he really didn't didn't understand that, or, or didn't want to understand it. So, but you bring that up
3: because I heard, like I said, there's been some media before this, and I checked it out, and there was a Facetime. Is that what happened? Yeah. Y'all talk. Yeah, we FaceTime. You ain't never got into what was that Facetime about? Because that conversation, if me and him sitting here, like I'm the do- I'm the big dog. No, I'm the big dog. Bitch, fuck you. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know how that conversation go with y'all, but yeah. that's how it would go with me. How was that like when? Because this fight, it was hard to get this fight. Is what everybody understands. It was difficult to make this happen, but it's ha- it's happening. What was what was that like when y'all actually got together man to man and figured it
2: out? The first time we faced it was more of just a fill out. Like we were just talking on the phone, talking about family, talking about life, talking about investments, all this type of different things, talking about, you know, the state of boxing, what's it in, who's good. And we were just filling each other out, talking about kids, all that. And then we probably talked about the boxing part like five, five, like five, ten minutes. And then the next time we got on FaceTime, we started talking more about it. He started telling me, you know, the stuff that he was concerned about and the things he wanted. And, you know, it, it made sense to me. It made sense. I you was know, like, yeah, yeah I, understand, I understand that. Like, he wanted to know basically, you know, about everything, where every dollar is going to, you know. so, And he wanted to be a part of it. And I, I understood that because, you know, wherever he came from, With the top rank and Bob and them, they gave him no control over that. So he was trying to take control over his own career and basically, you know, make sure everything's structured out right. So that was kind of a a big hurdle to get over right there. And then with me, I really, I feel like I really got this fight because it was things he was asking for that, you know, Al and them was like, that I wasn't going to, you know, they thought I wasn't going to do it. And we talking about percentages, and you know, our base was like, yeah, like, like, give him that. You know, just to fight. It's just to fight. I want period. Mm-hmm. Regardless of you know anybody else or moving up, fighting somebody. Like, I feel like I can't leave 147 pounds without fighting him, and he can't leave 147 pounds without fighting me. Regardless of what he say, I feel like. He's my dancing partner, and I'm his dancing partner. Like, That's hard, You know what I'm saying? We meant for each <laughs> yeah, other. Yeah, I love that. So we got to make it happen. This is one of these legendary fights. This is like Sugar Ray now fighting Tommy Hearns. Correct. Or oh, Tommy Hearns now fighting Marvin Hagler, you know? So it's something that basically for me, I feel like it had to happen.
0: With that, there's a lot of numbers involved. You were just saying you felt like you was to draw of the big dog, but they got you as the underdog. Oh, yeah, for sure. How do you feel about that?
2: Uh I really don't <laughs> don't feel nothing about it. I mean, my people are gonna win a lot of money. But
1: <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> your people <laughs> <laughs> you know <what>
2: I'm saying? <laughs> I don't I don't feel nothing about it and you know, I'm a rational person, so you know, maybe I should be the underdog if 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 you, you know, tell these under these people to do all the best and stuff what I've been through with the stuff that occurred in the past two, three years, I mean, I should be the underdog. we talking about car crash, eye injuries and and everything. So, I mean, if they read up on that, they'd probably be like, yeah, we're going to make him a, underdog because, you know, Terrence Crawford's his accolades and, yeah, I've been winning. But, you know, they see all that. They, you know, they research everything and see all that type of stuff and then, you know, make their draw on it. But I'm not sure about being underdog. I feel like that, that makes for a better story for me. You're talking about
0: better stories, you ever thought about what your um, Showtime or Netflix story might look like? Because last time we sat down with you, you had the accident and mm-hmm. the fight. Then you just recently had the accident in December. Now you got the fight. I'm talking about perseverance and, and, and rebuilding. And like that story itself, I think will be amazing on film. You ever think about things like that?
2: Oh uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Like I documented a lot of stuff. Like I got videos and everything with, you know, no teeth playing with my kids out there. Like they joking with me and I, my eyes swollen. You know, I got gash and everything. So yeah, I, I I had thought about it and I was like, man, I wish I recorded. But at that time, I was too embarrassed to to have somebody <laughs> record me. Like I was like 190 pounds. Like you know, I, my hair was growing out wild. You know, and I was still, and I was still wild too. Like, after my car crash, I was still like going out, drinking and everything and having fun, partying and everything right after my car crash. We talked
3: about it, bruh. Get a motherfucking driver. (laughs) (laughs) Like, let's talk real. You know, we done sat down. Now's our second time sitting down, bruh. Your ass can't drive. Your ass do not need to grab a wheel the rest of your life. Like, get a driver.
2: On the the call, I do need to get a driver because. To this day, day, I'm still, like, I get I get nervous. And it's the fact that I'm so brave that I drive. Like, I'll be tripping. But I don't know if it's stupidity or what, but, but I be nervous as hell. Like, even when I'm at the red light, like, I just envision, like, a car coming and crashing into me. Or When I'm driving, like, I, visualize. I can't even, I got to stay in the middle. Like, I can't drive, like, by the wild or nothing because I just envision somebody hitting me. Or something like that. Or if I'm driving past a four-way lane, like I just imagine somebody or like running the light and hitting me. Mm-hmm. So it just be, it be things like that. I definitely do, do need get I drive for you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, after, this, after this, he'll have enough to pay us all to drive. So, man, we we might need to do it for real. Somebody <laughs> hang with, we got you, man.
0: <laughs> Even with that, you know, Channing talking about the driver, all that different stuff. And you know, from your last fight versus Ugas, you know to now, the time in between the fights, yeah. you know a lot of things go on. How do you maintain your discipline, you know your focus, knowing that this fight was potentially on the horizon, like how do you stay in it so you don't have to do so much to get back ready to get ready for this this type of fight
2: I just I just stayed at home basically I mean, I stayed at home all the time, like i barely I barely went out like Not I'm talking about club, I'm just talking about when I period like hanging out with friends, internet. Like I just stay home on my ranch, kick with my kids, do stuff with my kids, do stuff with my girlfriend all the time. Like that's how I spend most of my time. Cause I don't get in trouble when I'm with my girlfriend. Yeah. I thought about
3: that, I was like,
2: man, I don't never get in trouble when I'm with my girlfriend (laughs) or my kids. Like, it's always if I'm with my partner. <laughs> like, that's that's usually how we
1: become partners, though, dog. Yeah.
2: That's usually how it happens. Yeah, like, I'm never in trouble. Like, when I'm with my girl, everything's smooth. Like, nothing never happened. But as soon as, you know, I drift off, yeah. <laughs> hang out with my guy, something, something happened. So I just killing with my girl, my kids, and just staying out the way. I pop up in the gym, do work out of the gym, run. But it was basically just, being at home, watch TV.
1: The other thing that I want to know, like, in listening to you, I don't understand the mindset of a combat sports athlete, right? Like, I know what football is and what it's like to have teammates, and I know that if this dude, I can't really handle him, I might have Chan. I'd be like, Chan, man, you need to take this block on. Let me get around. For you, it's once I'm inside that ring, it's me and you. When you talk about having a conversation with a guy, you're talking about kids and you're talking about investments and you're talking about life and all those things. How does that affect you when it comes to having to go dismantle this man to continue your
2: career and your longevity? I feel like I'm an apex predator. It's just like I can be in the locker room talking to my opponent, chilling, we could be playing dominoes in the locker room, and it's fight night, dominoes, playing cards, playing the video games. And then as soon as somebody come in, commission come in, be like, "I was fight time." Once we get in the ring, is I don't even know you. Like I'ma straight try to decapitate you, destroy you, and I I don't know where that comes from. I guess it's just it's that it fact that it's what makes you know some people great and some people good and some people okay, because not everybody got that. You know that's what the instincts of of a floored or or. You know Manny Pacquiao, Mike Tyson, you know Muhammad Ali. You know I can like even like Muhammad Ali, Joe Frazier. You know got him reinstated back in the boxing after after he uh, refused to go to the to the military. Yeah, like he didn't know Joe Frazier. He did that for him. Yeah. You know we talking about him like a dog, and, and they fought each other like dogs. You know what I'm saying? And that's how I am. Like it doesn't matter if I know you; it could be my best friend. You know, once we get in the ring, my competitiveness come out. And I don't, I don't know, I, don't, I don't know you from a can of paint. <laughs> From as as far as boxing goes, E, you haven't experienced
1: professional disappointment, right inside the ring. Like you have just experienced success and being the best. Olympics, the I, Olympics. I was that that was going to be my question. Okay. I said professionally. Okay. <laughs> right, professionally, because in two thousand and twelve. You get outpointed, right? You guys appeal, and they say, okay, the guy held me, held you nine times in the third, and he spit out his mouthpiece on purpose in the second. And then you get that no- another opportunity against the Russians, and you get outpointed, or you lose 16 to 11. And you had to face that disappointment in moving into the pro ranks. How did that affect you, and what did you learn from that experience?
2: That experience there, I feel like. It really made me a monster because even when I when I lost the first time and I had to, um, you know, get reinstated back in, like, man, I never broke down. I broke down on national TV. Like, it wasn't in national TV. That's, that's the world. Like, the way I broke down just cried and, you know, I was hurt because I trained so hard and my goal was, you know, to win a gold medal. And for me, especially when I lost to the Russian, I felt like, I should have beat him, but, and I beat him probably, I beat him three, not probably, I beat him three months prior to the Olympics. So that really gave me, I'm like, man, I I know I could have beat him. I should have beat him. So once I turned to pros, my whole thing was, you know, I'm not going to lose. I'm going to try not to let it go to the scorecards unless I'm just beating him so decisively, so decisively that, you know, the judges can't, there's nothing they can do. They're going to give me the decision. So for me, it's just, I just got to keep training hard and just stay focused.
3: Is that during, like, when you out there and you throw so many damn punches, you just sling <laughs> them And he staying in up, the pocket, like, oh, too. Yeah. I be feeling sorry for them niggas. <laughs> like, God damn it. What you going to do? But is that, like, when you think about that, like, okay, I can win this with points, or I got to knock him out. And that thought process that you have during the fight, is that when you sitting down? Is that in the middle of the fight? Is that when you talking to your trainer? Like To be able to rationalize that, knowing that this dude that's staring at me is trying to knock you out. When is that thought thought process happening where you can really decide, I have to do this or have to do that?
2: Well, my my thought press process, once I get in the ring, is basically to break them down. Because I feel like a lot of these boxers don't train, they don't train like me. And they're not willing to give, give it their all. So. I know the body can only take so much before before it break down. So if I feel like if I keep chopping, it's like it's like a drip of water hitting a brick. After a while, that water gonna start chipping at that brick and get through. Mm. So I just keep coming at them, keep coming on, keep touching them, keep touching them. And I don't think I throw I don't throw I don't throw a lot of punch. I just keep I just keep touching. You. I just keep, I just keep touching you. That's the thing. I just keep touching. You. I keep. Let, put my hands on, keep touching you, keep touching you. And they don't even be, like a lot of times, it don't be hard loading up shots. It just be, I'm touching you, touching you, and I'm just hitting you, hitting you, hitting you. And it's basically making your mind overthink, because your mind working too. Not only is your reaction reaction time, everything everything working, but your mind is going to overload. So everything going to overload, and I just keep coming. And they, they see me in the eight, nine, 10 round. rounds, and I stand up like, you know, like it's nothing. I'm so nonchalant. I should be like, <laughs> I'm going to keep coming. So, you know what I'm saying? You're in trouble. So, you know, I just keep coming to that will. Because I just feel like the body can and the mind, can only, can, it can only take so much punishment. You know how when you
0: was young, you say, I want this for Christmas, and you yeah. get excited? It seems just following you on uh, social media, like your confidence is different than yeah. before your last fight. It's like you like. I want to show the world like this. Is the big one. I'm ready for this. You're talking about training and being ready, and doing things differently, which brings me to this point. We've had some fighters on the show, yeah. right? A lot of UFC fighters that we've had on the show, they've done the show, then they went out and lost and people would say hey y'all got a pivot curse on this fight I these don't fighters. really
1: know if it's a lot of UFC well, fighters Well we've
0: had friends. some UFC fighters <laughs> in the show. and then they people would say you got a pivot curse but we did you you didn't lose yeah. boxing we did haney he didn't lose did yeah, i say Deontay, he didn't lose. you talking about my man Uzman. I know you're talking about <laughs> I mean, nah, it was some other stuff, not just Uzman. It was, it was somebody else on the show, too, that OK, Fred, is your too? OK. Like,
1: yeah.
3: I
0: yeah. Right. And Golly. I love those guys. Good dudes. But I'm, this is more so for the fans, right? My thing is this. Hard work. Like, there's no, there's no substitute for that. You get out what you put in, the daily deposits. You know, and,
2: and can you speak? Are you superstitious? Like, do you believe in that shit um i I was superstitious but i'm not because for a long time like i didn't want to talk about death for none of that and after my crash i didn't have any wheels set up i didn't have my wheels set up nothing set up my trust nothing so for like months we talking about death and who i'm gonna get this to that to, and my kids get this this and that and this percentage and we talking about you know, school funds and all that, and and for me, like it, it made me uneasy talking about it at first. I was like, like in the black community, that's taboo, like just to be talking about death and talking about stuff yeah. you don't want to happen because we think it's gonna happen. So I like, man, I, I was like, I told Al, I was like, man, it's kind of bugging me out a little bit. Keep talking about my death. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know, I know it needs to happen, so we are gonna keep talking about it and you know we talking about it for like eight months and and nothing happened so (laughs) you know i don't i don't too much believe and i believe you know stuff just happened to us you know and i just believe cause and effect too Mm -hmm. so and i believe i believe in hard work hard work smart work and just doing it doing it the right way and just keeping up with technology because a lot of times you know even with me, like I was so hard headed, stuck in the old school boxing way and wearing sauna suits and you know, sweating crazy, not drinking water like that. And it took my nutritionist, Elliot, basically just to you know, tell me like he had to retrain my whole brain, to drink water because I was like, Man, you sure? He was like, Yeah, man, just drink water, like, drinking a gallon and a half a day. Like, now I'm drinking a gallon and a half a day. And i wasn't doing that back then like i was barely drinking two liters and i'm in a hundred some degrees gym i'm running five six miles a day like i'm dehydrated but i had to dehydrate myself well i felt like i needed to dehydrate myself just to lose weight
1: yeah. but
2: that's not how you how you go about it by calories but i ain't understand the i, I guess it's an older person gain, a slow process you know it's more of a slow process losing calories and and still drinking water because your body is like ninety, eighty percent water. Right. So you need that to function. And I didn't really understand that. So it's about hard work, but it's about, you know, being smart about it and keeping up with technology and getting the right people with you. Like I feel like boxing is kind of a team sport, especially now, because I got a nutritionist, I got a coach, you know. My friend Jordan helped me out with different things. My dad helped me out with different things. So I got a lot of people in place where they, where they help me out, especially Al and um, Showtime. Everybody helps me out with different things and to make sure what I do is easier, and I just focus on boxing.
1: Chan, yes. did you say before you came in, though, you said you wanted him to help you out with your gear, huh? You, no, no, no. Remember no. You, said, you said you
3: was no. going to ask him? I said he changed. Why he changed? He changed because <laughs> I saw him in that first press conference. And now I see his little uh, Black Panther fro. (laughs) 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 And the first time we met him, he was tight, he was clean. (laughs) And I saw, I was looking at the press conference that first one. You had on the white shirt open, you had on the black suspenders, yeah. you had on the Malcolm X glasses. Yeah. And I'm like, Man, it wasn't
0: suspended. Was like,
3: <laughs> it was like a
2: hoster. It was like a hoster.
3: <laughs> I didn't know if you, if you went to Muslim. I didn't know what. <laughs> I didn't know what. Was that strat- strategic
1: or something? Because I, I, I didn't see that You dressed like the A side.
2: Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm just fly, like <laughs> so I would fly. Like I switched, I switched it up. Like in California, I had, you know, Alexander McQueen had some fresh stuff on, and then in, in New York, you know, I had more of a, a chill, a chill, you know, style. But I, you know, I still had some fresh stuff on. So, you know, I just, I just, I put that stuff on.
3: And, but it, but I got the, all the glasses prescription. Was oh they yeah, st- nah,
2: they prescribe. They
3: prescribe because they stop. But you don't wear them during the fight.
2: Nah. Can you see Can you see that motherfucking brother? Yeah, nah, I, I can't see far, but I can see I can see him close. Oh, That's why okay. I be like, why y'all always, like, talk about my, my eyesight? I don't need to see far away. Like, we in a ring. Yeah. Like, I can see him. <laughs> <laughs> he, he ain't doing nothing you can't see. Yeah, I ain't doing nothing I can see. Like, I can see him.
1: In your last fight against uh, your Dennis Ugas, your mouthpiece fell, and he kind of rocked you. Right, and yeah. I don't, boxing doesn't seem fun to me or like something you should laugh <laughs> and enjoy. So your mouthpiece falls out, he hits you, you hit the, the ropes, you started laughing. What the hell was funny?
2: <laughs> nah, well I started laughing because, and he didn't rock me, really surprised me because like, I had a partial in my mouth, basically. Partial? From a car crash. Okay. So I had a partial in my mouth, like my three, three, three front teeth. So I put glue in it every day and put it in my mouth and put it extra tight. But usually, like Danny Garcia fight, I took my partial out and I put my mouthpiece in. But this fight with Ugas, I put my partial in. So when we, it's basically a bridge, it's how to bridge. So I put my my bridge in, and when we fighting, and now my mouthpiece out, the first thing come to my mind is, my teeth on the ground. (laughs) 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 Like, the first thing come to my mouth, man, my, damn, he done knocked my teeth out. Like, so. I'm not worried. Like, he disappeared. Like, I don't see him anymore. Because like, you were gone. looking dumb. Yeah, I, as soon as my mouth just came out, I said, I, you see my mouth like that, like. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I was trying to feel for my teeth to see if it's in my mouth. But I'm looking at the ground to see if my teeth on the ground. Because that shit would have been embarrassing in the head. he knocked my teeth out. Like, yeah. that would have been the first ever. <laughs> so so I, as soon as he knocked me out, I'm like, oh. I'm like, oh, crap. And then he just, dude, hit me, dude. And then when he hit me, I fell into the rose, but I'm still, I did like that, and then it's in. So I just smiled. I'm like, okay, you seeing now? Now it's
3: like, to go. Team. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I got oh, my teeth. Oh, I got ten across the front.
2: Yeah.
3: And my kids will jump sometimes and hit my face, <laughs> and I be the same way. I be like,
0: because
3: <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be to do with that big ass jack in an ass face smiling. <laughs> yeah, man. You thought
2: about that in the middle of right. that? Right. That's man. the big one. Yeah, because I mean, I've been so embarrassed, man, my teeth on the ground. Like, man, Instagram, Twitter is ruthless, So, man, that would destroy me. It made you look tough as hell, though. You know what I mean? Like,
1: for, for a guy that's won as much as you have, that would have been the first time you actually looked like what you had been through. You know what I mean? <laughs> nah, <laughs> I
2: mean man. That a boy, that. A... Boy, screenshot of that—that'll been everywhere. <laughs> you know, bro. You know, I haven't
1: really heard you the way we've heard you in, in these press conferences. Yeah. Right. It, it's different. And Channing, before we really got started, mentioned respect. A lot of times, when you don't have a necessary level of respect for your opponent, it really ain't nothing to say, right? Because okay. you know, I'm supposed to go out here and win this fight, and if I win it. They're going to be like, oh, that's what Arrow was supposed to do. I remember y'all two met up one time and somebody was videoing it and they said, and you was like, nah, if I beat him, they're going to say he too small, yeah. right? Then he shoots back at you. And then we get into the press conference and he talk about the big fish. And you're like, hey, man, you can't get Moby Dick with a fishing pole. When you think about Bud and some of the confidence that's coming across in the sense that he said you're going to be the 11th in a row if you get out of line <laughs> and you said I live my life <laughs> out of line. But when you think about the confidence he's displayed and the way that you've gone back at him, do you feel like as much as you think you can go into this fight and win, he feels the exact same way?
2: Oh, for sure. I feel like the press conference, everything leading up and everything, we bring greatness out of each other. Just period. That's just that's just what it is. You know, we just we bring in that greatness out of us. So, and like you said, if I truly feel like somebody not on my level or they just pure garbage, like I'm super dismissive of that person. Like i would be like, yeah, all right, whatever. I'm just gonna be like, I'm gonna it's gonna be a one sided ass whooping, like I'm just gonna, you know, say whatever I say and just leave it alone at that. Like, but with him it is definitely more excitement. I feel like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I've been off for a year and a half, so I just feel like Powers, he bring excitement to my life. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I feel like this is the fight. Like for the past, you know, Florida Pacquiao, like box office. That's I don't think nobody gonna beat that. But I feel like we talk about two fighters, and you know their mentalities and how they are, and you know his mentality is kill, my mentality is kill. You know, we might retreat, but we gonna. Our mentality, again, is to kill again as soon as we we good. So I just feel like we just meant to clash together. It just meant to happen. So I wasn't going to let this fight go past because of egos or pride or, you know, somebody want this and we couldn't make it happen. So, you know, I feel like we just had to make it happen.
1: I can't remember who you were talking about, Chan, and... We were saying a guy had an opportunity to pick his fight. It might, it might have been Devin Haney and Lomachenko, and you ask him why. I want to ask you that. You mentioned earlier um, Leonard, yep. Hagler. There was Leonard, Duran. We saw Hagler, Hearns, and a lot of... The negativity that surrounded Floyd was that he didn't fight people when they wanted them to fight. You mentioned Floyd and Pacquiao, but Pacquiao wasn't what he was at, at his height when it happened. Just in this year, we've seen Ryan Garcia and Tank. We saw Devin Haney, Lomachenko. Now, from a boxing perspective, skill, talent level, killer instinct, this is the best fight that boxing can make. You could have gone up to junior middle. There's like... Charlo and Zu and Castano, there's those guys. But you stayed for this fight and didn't take other fights for this fight. And listening to you talking, you like, I, you sound like a dude that, and pause, you sound like a dude that met his wife. Yeah. That like, this is the one I have to have. Why do you feel so strongly
2: about fighting Bud Crawford? I feel like this is a legacy fight. I don't know if you ever watched Legendary Night. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. They used to come on HBO, on YouTube, y'all can look it up. But it had legendary there were nice, they had like Sugar related Tom and Tommy Hearns, they had the uh, the whole thing, like training camp, the press conferences leading up to the fight and everything, what happened after the fight. So, and I used to watch that as a kid all the time. And so I want that to be, you know, part of my history. I want somebody 20, 20 years, 30 years from now, 40 years from now, you know, watching a documentary and saying, man, I want to have a fight like Earl Spencer, Terrence Crawford, or, you know, I want to have that fight, or I want to do this just like Earl Spence Terrence Crawford did, just like how I'm talking about something that happened in the 80s, 70s, you know, I want, I want that to be, you know, my legacy where people, where, where kids talk about and watch it on YouTube, and you know, or whatever they got, social media, they got it 30, 40 years from now, <laughs> it's going to be something new, you know, they watch it and they get excited about it and they watch it before the amateur tournament and they get super excited about it. And they want to have that same type of, you know, legacy, defining fight that, you know, I'm willing to have. I gotta ask
3: you about this too, because it's funny, you're talking about the underdog thing. And so when I saw you as an underdog, I started doing research and listening to people talk and listening to all that. And they say, you're bigger, you're stronger, you throw more, you punch harder. His IQ is higher. And I know you've heard that. Crawford's IQ is higher. What does that mean and how does it make you feel when you see all these analysts? And I don't know what that I don't know if it tests your intelligence or what it is. What is boxing IQ? And how do you take it when there are people out there saying that your opponent's
2: boxing IQ is
3: higher than yours?
2: I feel like they say his boxing IQ is higher because he he he's more he's more talented. You know, he does different things. I'm not saying he's more skillful than me, but he's he's definitely talented and he used you know, he uses time, like, he moves around the ring, he uses angles, you know, he switches left to right, you know, he does different things, but when you look at me, you know, I can stay in the pocket, I show I can box, you know, I show, I been show, I, I show I can rough it up, I show I can hit, you know, I show I can use speed, I just shown a lot of things. So, people just, just want to say stuff at the end of the day. <laughs> You know, they just want to own oh, his boxing IQ. They say his boxing IQ is better just because just because he's a boxer. You know, with me, I consider myself passive-aggressive and, <laughs> and <laughs> passive-aggressive. And like me, I'm not getting hit with crazy shots or, you know, taking crazy amounts of punishment just to land shots. Like I will be in the pocket with people, touching people up. And I'm, bur- and I'm not even getting hit like that again. You After the fight, my face not all lumped up, swollen, and bruised up. And I'm right there in the pocket. So I tell them, the same people, what, what type of IQ did it take to be right there in the pocket with somebody and not get badly beat up like I'm badly beating somebody up or punishing somebody while I'm not getting punished the same way?
0: You talked about legacy. You ever heard the Jay-Z song, uh, What More Can I Say? Yeah. When he's talking Spaniards, and then at the end, he drops the mic. You mentioned Legacy. What does this fight, because it made me think of that song. You're talking about Bud, you know, not heavyweights, but big dogs. Yeah. What does it do for the sport of
2: boxing? I don't know what it do for the sport of boxing, really, because boxing is, is more business savvy now than it was, you know, a long time ago. Like, And I, I credit Floyd to that. Mm-hmm. You know, Floyd really just changed, you know, changed boxing and made it more business wise and made it more, I'm going to get my bang for my buck. Or, you know, if I fight somebody, I, I should get paid, you know, the most or to fight whoever I'm fighting. And he just, you know, so I don't think, I don't think it'll change much, but it, it definitely open eyes and I think it, it might light a fire. On people's bus to make these big fights happen, and then like I told people, I say, "Yeah, I gotta buy these these pay per views Like, yeah, I gotta show a lot, most of these fighters, a lot of these fighters, that there is a reward in taking risks. So, and if you don't buy these pay per views you don't come out and watch these fights, especially when they're super competitive fights or it's a chance that either fighter could lose." Mm-hmm. And you're not coming out there, they're gonna be like, man, I'm gonna get paid the same fighting Joe Blow, than fighting him. So wh- why would I fight, you know, somebody that's on my level when I can fight this guy and get paid the same? So it's just it's really all on the fans. Once they start r- really supporting and start, you know, buying these pay-per-views, especially when they're super ultra competitive fights, then you're gonna get these big fights because the guys in the suits are gonna be like, we got to make these fights happen because this going to draw them out of money. Because all, all they know is numbers. At the end of the day, that's all they care about. So if, if the number's right, they going to make a fight happen. Do we
0: expect a mic drop at the end?
2: Oh, after I beat them? Yeah. Well, I, nah, I ain't dropping no mic. <laughs> nah, I'm all about what's next. E, <laughs> I got it.
3: I need one follow up, fellas. This is my first one. I need one follow up. Because I've heard you say, I'm going to break this man. Mentally, physically, and spiritually. How do you do that to a person? Just hitting him? Like, like I know you're punching a dude. Like, if you come hit me seven times, like, I'm going to be scared. But to break a motherfucker mentally, spiritually, and physically, that's a lot like you. That's taking a person's soul. And I saw you say that in front of this man and he sat there and stared at you with that little ugly fro he got. And you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I saw y'all sitting down. And I'm like, damn, like, what, what is that? What? What? How do you do that to a person?
2: Man, it's just, it's just a certain look they give, like, after, like, I don't, like, it might be in the middle of the rounds. It might be in the later rounds. But it's just a certain look that is it, like a hopeless look on their face. And I feel like that's more—that's more gratifying. Just knocking somebody out, like if you punishing somebody, if you punish a knockout, okay, he got knocked out, his body good. But if you punishing somebody, keep beating on him, keep beating on him, keep beating on them, it gets to a point where you know they might not come back the same, or the the next fight might not be the same because they do body into so much punishment. So I feel like when you see that hopeless look on their face or they just they don't look like how they look before before the bell run, the confidence, he's like, he, he know that, man, like, this, this is about over, or I'm going to just keep fighting my heart out. And he's just fighting my heart now. He ain't even fighting with his brains or he ain't even listen to his coach because he's so tired or fatigued or, or hurt. You know, he's it, basically... He fighting with his, his brain to go, just not going to survival mode and going to flea mode. So he's basically just fighting off per instinct.
3: Like I said, I got well, I got two, three months of mortgage on you. <laughs>
1: so
3: if you get your ass knocked out, now I got three kids.
0: <laughs>
3: but even, even saying that to you jokingly, but the pressure of it. I saw you with the Dallas Cowboys. I saw you hanging out with them. And I, I've heard that... that the Cowboys are flying to the fight. Like, you got all them people coming. Does that add any more pressure to you? Like, knowing the people, knowing that we're going to be there, knowing that everybody's watching, knowing that there's NFL teams watching, knowing that there's just, there's celebrities all day that love you and come to watch this fight. Did you even think about that before the fight? Like, you saying playing video games and playing dominoes. Do you think about the world is now here? There are professional teams, there are everybody here. I don't want to stress you out now, no, no, but no. do you, do, like, does that do anything to you? And when does that turn off? That you know your homeboys, you know your friends, but when does that turn off? Where well, I'm, I'm, I'm about, I'm going out here to do what I do.
2: I got it's not really a ritual I do, but it's like it's something I did earlier in my career. Um, so basically, like I'm watching, I like watching like let's say kids from like Haiti or kids from these third world countries, and even Haiti like. They had to they was eating mud pies just to fill their stomach up. Like it had no nutritional value at all. They just eating it just to get food. And just seeing kids from other countries and, and watching on TV, it it gives me more of a, a it's more of a confidence booster for me because like, what am what am I worried about? Like, I'm about to make millions of dollars fighting somebody and it's people out here that don't have food to eat don't have water to drink don't have a lot of stuff you know and don't have protection you know little girls out and little boys and and i'm worried about a fight you know so it it kind of shifts my whole mentality when i watch those when i watch those those type of documentaries and it gets me focused and it's like, man, I, I really don't have nothing to be worried about. Like I'm here worried about a fight when people are going through way more than than I could ever, even imagine. So it just everything just go out the window and it's like I'm blessed. And I had like all the worries go away because of what I done watched and what I seen.
1: You know, how do you compare those things or eliminate the things you have been through. I have a friend and his saying is it could always be worse. Definitely. You know, and I've heard that, but that doesn't stop people from understanding their circumstances or feeling what they've been through. And Fred mentioned earlier how some of the fights have been delayed or pushed back or whether it was accidents or detached retinas, all the things that you've been through. And now having your family and you growing closer to them, how do you detach that part of your life and just find gratefulness and appreciation in where you are now?
2: Knowing what I got, like, I feel like the accidents and the car crash, and everything that happened to me, it gave me more satisfaction on what I have. And, you know, like you said, things could be worse. Mm-hmm. Things could always be worse. So for me, I'm like, man, I can still think, I can still talk, you know, I can still do what I love, you know. And my kids deserve better. And I'm out here, it's a quote unquote, playing, like, you know, hanging out or trying to have fun and doing different things. And I'm out here playing, and and I I got to a point where I really forgot, you know, what I was doing it for, and quote unquote, I kinda I I swore it off because I forgot what I was doing it for. I forgot I was doing it for my kids and my mom, my dad and everybody around me. And I got caught into the lifestyle, quote unquote. Yeah. And I feel like basically God just he knocked on my door. I feel like that car crash was was a knock. Like I said, warning comes before destruction. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that car crash was basically a warning. It was basically knocking my door like Hey man, you better wake up. Quit playing. If you keep playing, I'm gonna come and get you. So, so you better lock in. So that's why I've been doing it ever since. So I just feel like everything that happened to me, like you said, cause and effect. Even my eye injury, I think it was from it was from my wreck because it's the same eye that was swollen and messed up. So, so like I said, everything could be worse. You know, I bounce back every time. You know, I just. I just got to lock in just stay focused and and just finish this out. I feel like I, I got one to, you know, especially when I win, I got probably the best story in boxing, shoot, maybe sports, period. Just everything that's been going on and then even the stuff that people don't know that didn't happen. People just see the list of beasts and stuff that, that they did that come to the news, but the stuff they don't know that happens in the dark, they don't even know about that definitely doesn't happen. So for me, it's just about staying focused, doing right. And I finally got a third chance at this and I got to do it the right way. And basically do it 100% and leave no regrets, no nothing because I bounced back. Now it's time to make a success story. And when I get this fourth title, I feel like you know, I can. Re- I probably can retire, but I won't.
1: Hey, that's a narrative, by the way, that you are the guy that has gone off the path and you're fighting a man that eats, sleeps, and breathes boxing. That's in plenty of articles that when this fight was made, that that could be a determining factor in who wins this fight. How do you feel that people do now Paint you, and one of them said, "Self-admitted, which you have here, that you've done things that have taken you away from the path you should be on." Do you feel like all of those? How do you feel about hearing those things? And are all those things behind you enough? Where it's all about July 29th. Oh,
2: it's all about July 29th. Like when people say different things, I get it. You know, like I said, I'm rational, I get it. it. But it's all about July 29th, and. I'm here for a reason, and we wouldn't be fighting for the undisputed without me because I'm the guy that captured all three of those belts and basically made this fight happen. When he was trying to fight four or five years ago, would, that wouldn't have been a super fight. That would have been two good fighters fighting each other. Like He wouldn't have fought Sean Porter. He wouldn't have fought Kell He wouldn't have fought basically anybody he got victory. Victor Postal and Yorkers Gamble. So, you know, that would just been two good fighters fighting each other. Now, it finally makes sense because we're getting the lion's share of the money. we getting the most money that we would have got prior to that five years ago. We definitely wouldn't have got near enough money we get getting now. So, I feel like I'm the one that really led us to this point because I captured all the bills for all of to what happened. And now we're here.
0: Channing spoke about uh, being in Vegas, you know, fighting of celebrities, the Cowboys. You know, R.C. spoke about family. You know, the last couple of fights, you've been home, you know, in front of family, friends, you know, maybe childhood, your teachers, could have been anybody. But there's a different type of excitement that goes with that being at home. And now you have to shift that and go to Vegas time change, time difference. You know, in terms of preparation and mindset, does, how does it affect your, your mindset having to go fight in Vegas?
2: None of that stuff affects me. I'm different. My first world title was in Sheffield, England. And um, I had been off my longest layoff, like a year and some change, waiting on him to get better to fight him. So my mentality, it, it don't matter where we fight at. it. Could be, it could be everywhere. It can be anywhere. It can be Omaha, Nebraska, for all I care. <laughs> you know, for me, I'm all about taking something. So I, I got one job, that's to put my hands on him, touch him up, and get him out of there, to get this built, and go by my way <laughs> with my kids. <laughs> and, and bro, you're a good
3: dude, but to RC's point, you've been painted as the villain. You're the guy that doesn't love boxing. <laughs> been <laughs> the guy at parties and drives yeah. and gets in accidents. Yeah. Are you? Uh, have you embraced that? Are you cool with that? With that narrative that you're you're not the straight edge guy, because that becomes the villain. That becomes the 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 wild guy that just knows how to box. Are you cool with being you and some people really not liking you?
2: Um. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, that that's what that will come with it. I feel like that that's what makes a greater scenario. When you got the villain and the so-called um, got the so-called, hero, yeah, so-called hero. But so.
3: everybody wants to be the hero, though, RC. <laughs> I
2: don't, Do, man. I you don't, don't want to be the hero. I don't care, man. It's all about my kids eating and staying in private school, <laughs> and my mom and dad, my mom and dad wiggling their toes at night. Like. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that private school, a bitch, Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I don't care about being a villain, yeah. superhero, whatever. Whatever it takes, man, I just want to get the job done, get up out of there, and go kick it with my family. So I'm not worried about being a villain. I can be whatever they want me to be. It's just me and him in the ring at the end of the day. Everything else shuts off, and it's just me and him.
1: You are a superstar. The reason everything you said about why this fight is big and your part in it is 100% truth. Boxing is seeming to return to those glory days that you said you wanted to be a part of, those legendary nights. Canelo signs a new deal with PBC, and there's already chatter. First fight, Charlo. At the end of that, they say, Errol Spence, being a superstar as you are, is that something you're looking to be a part of in the future?
2: It's something I I definitely I definitely consider but right now I'm just my hundred percent focus on Terrence Crawford, like it it has been no talks about Canelo talking about Canelo or nothing. Like it's it's been all Terrence Crawford. So even when it was talking about Keith Thurman and it's been all Terrence, my my thing was I, I mean, I want I want Terrence like, yeah, Canelo cool, like that's a super fight you know that's great money but my whole thing Terence Crawford great money too and this is more of a legacy fight for me so is 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 more Terence Crawford and Canelo I'm not I'm not worried about Canelo my dog from Houston I'll hopefully Jamal get there fight and, and and wash his hands with him how does July 29th end
1: with your hand raised what do you have to do to beat bud crawford
2: i just gotta be myself i I feel like i just gotta be myself listen to my coach and a lot of guys when they get in big fights they get out of character they want to do something different or or have a different style or show something different but you know i'm gonna be myself keep doing what i've i've been doing nobody stopped it yet so if I gotta step to him, I'm definitely gonna step to him. Y'all already know how I fight. <laughs> you know, box with him. I try to box with him. I'ma do whatever it takes to win. But I'm de He's he's definitely. I feel he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna welt to me, and um, I'm just gonna be in his face 24 seven. So I feel like he definitely gonna come ready. I feel like he trained hard. He always focused. He's in shape. Like you said, boxing is his life. But I feel like I'm different. You know, I'm I'm that apex predator. Like he's a predator too, but I feel like I'm a bigger predator. So I'm definitely gonna I'm definitely gonna get him, regardless of what he brings to the table, regardless what he do, regardless of how mean he is, coaches or or whatever. You know, once we get in the range, just me, him, and the rest to stop the fight. That's all it is.
3: Hey,
1: man, they gonna, he gonna throw 1,000 punches. <laughs> hey, man, we look, <laughs> we, look, we look forward to it. And I, I'll say this to end. We got an opportunity to sit with you before Ugas, and it was a really good interview. He brings the best out of you. Oh. This interview was excellent. You were different. You were excited, you cheesed the entire time, no matter what you were talking about, and when you can find a dance partner that does this for you, it's the right call. I can't wait to see it, bro right
2: yeah, it's, it's gonna be big, and that's that's the thing like with Ugas, like i like I overly knew what I was I already gonna do to, <laughs> already gonna do, <laughs> so it was kind of like I'm doing the interviews, like you know, I'm just talking, but is this fight is the first time I'm like excited about a fight like my like people even say like my energy and how I talk like everything's just different because i'm just I'm just overly joyed for this fight because I feel like this is the fight where you know i show I show people my 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 character and how I talk and and just show him everything different than before. It was just like, I was just going through the motions because I basically knew that what I was going to do to him. So it really, it wasn't really much to me to say. Man, can't wait to see Man, it, bro. I love
0: it. Hey, yo.
1: <laughs> now we go. hey, now it's time <laughs> to go talk to Bud. <laughs> that's true.
2: <laughs> but that's
0: crazy, right? Because they said he eats, sleep, boxing. Yeah. I read somewhere in the rematch calls where he said he don't know if he'll take it if he lose or when he lose, as you might think.
2: Do you believe him? He said he won't take it. Yeah. I mean, I, I just I think he's too too competitive to that for the that. But do. it it just depends on how bad I beat him. Like if if I beat the beat the will out of him, he probably won't take it. But I think if it's if it's close enough. He'll he take a rematch. Right, right. Wow.
3: It's scary wow. how calm y'all talk about taking a man's soul. Like when He's I confident. when I go to fight people, like I be loaded up like they gonna bite my lip. <laughs> and you be like, yeah, I'ma just uh i am just like take everything out of him when he don't even believe in himself no more. It's like, crazy
2: it's like going to the bathroom. It's like I man, I, I used to do it seven days a week, like box. So for me, it's like, it's normal to me. Like me watching a box or me watching somebody get knocked out or blood or eye gushing. Like I be watching, and you see people in my grip, be like, ugh, and all that. And I just be looking like, cause it's normal. I just like damn. <laughs> that was, <that> was gonna <laughs>
1: happen to him if he ain't keep his right. <laughs>
3: yeah. Just let
1: me start
2: explaining. Well, well so he could have
3: had him but if he the so went here. He was on calm. Like that
1: who was that you scary. knocked out with the uh the body shots? It was. They knew it was early in the fight, dude. In the fight too.
2: Oh. You You, hit him, you went left? Campo? I think, yeah, you hit him. Yeah, man. O- Ocampo. That's your... Hey, yeah. yeah he that. really made mad because that was, that was in Frisco at the store. And I was real disappointed. Because it was quick? Yeah, it was first round. And everybody what? came out to watch me fight. And this was like one of my first big fights in Dallas. And he went down first round. I was pissed. I was like, man. <laughs> <laughs> Which, hey, it, it was the it was last left though.
1: Yeah. Like you could see it. It took it took his whole soul because even when he was on his knee, he thought about he's like I'm gonna get up, yeah. and then he's like Nah, I ain't gonna get up. <laughs> Does that feel better? What's up?
3: What? Not gonna do that with a body shot. Cause it, it's like you the whole thing of a, like
2: uh, okay, he going
3: down, but you had a nigga to really he's like he, like RC yeah. said he taking knees just be looking at yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. his side. Retained <laughs> the It
2: was kind of it was, like, <laughs> it was, kinda, it was yeah. like it was like damn like it, it kind of more. Like, the mean is, like, damn, like, he went down for body shot.
1: Hold up. Let me Take a stomach, God, pin in it. I thought they here to witness it. Get my people feeling militant. When I'm feeling get me up. Uh, on the mission, get me up. Uh, knowing me, I got the key. Uh, on this vision, I can trust. Uh, trust. Uh, Let me Take a stomach, cap in it. I thought they here to witness it. Get my people feeling militant. Uh, when I'm feeling get me up. Uh, on the mission, get me up.